The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Welcome back to Waddle and Sylvie from Peoria, Illinois. On a Bears Monday. On Chicago's home for sports and the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Stonehouse from his goal line, and I mean, this guy is a powerful right leg. Sends it high in the air, battling the sun for sure. It's going to bounce in front of Bayless Jones. Takes it on oh, the hop, got hit, and now it's recovered by Tennessee. That was trouble from the jump. It took a high hop that time. Couldn't reach it. Tennessee had coverage immediately. And they recovered at the 25-yard line. Those are two short punts. Um, like I said, the nose was up. So those come out, they come down pretty fast. You know, so they, he got two of the more difficult ones back-to-back. You know, so that's a good punter. You know, he's a really good punter, and he can boom them. So we were setting back a little bit because we can't bomb him, you know, in the part of the field he was in. Um, so he had to come up, you know, more, more than he usually would. So um, just got to use fundamental technique and read that ball before it gets, you know, you know too high and then get underneath it he has to do better if he wants to make the team Valus Jones uh, there were a lot of great moments in the game um, there was, that was in the middle of like what was it Jeff three turnovers and three consecutive plays it reminded me of a Super Bowl that you and I were both at weren't there Which wasn't one? there a Super Bowl between the Ravens and Giants where there were turnovers on three consecutive uh, or was uh, it a touchdown on three listen, straight plays listen you're Maybe the one I that has the memory. that one up listen that's rare that you'll make a mistake however I don't have that kind of memory you told me last week I have a bad memory you do have a bad memory. but I do remember that game but I screwed that one up I think there were touchdowns on three straight plays hmm. in that Super Bowl that I'm thinking of and that was really the only highlight from that Super Bowl was there was that, like, uh, it was like a touchdown, a kick was return. Was there a, a kick return? Jacoby Jones? Yeah. Is that ringing a bell? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In Tampa. We're in Tampa. Yes, in Tampa. They're having their own I little walk. Tom and I are over here. They're like, wait, okay. You guys, play, wait, you guys got to play. You got the privilege of playing the game, the honor of playing the game. Uh, I currently have the honor of calling games, but we had the honor as well of covering Super Bowls. Absolutely. And we had a routine. Yes. Just like the NBA Finals, we had a routine. This going to the, going to practices, going you know, and we cut up tape together. Cut up tape. Like, hey, what'd you have? You think you can have me send me some of that? Because you got it better than I did. Two nerds, twenty two nerds years ago, comparing. Then we have to always got. stop. Well, you get, guys are still nerds, aren't you? Like oh, yeah. I don't think I'm a nerd. Bit? No, I don't, no, I don't no, think I, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm not a nerd. I, I, guys, I think no. It was super. By definition, was, I'm definitely not. However. Didn't we always used to stop at Starbucks or a cup? We had to get a cup of something oh, before. Of course, yeah, it was a thing, and you were very. Persnickety about exactly. You had to get your. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah. You're yeah. Thinking about my order, Jeff. What do you got? What All right. Th- Super Bowl thirty-five. The Ravens had uh, Dwayne Starks return it forty-nine yards for an interception touchdown. Ron Dixon then for the Giants returns the next kickoff ninety-seven yards for a touchdown. Then Jermaine Lewis returns a touch uh, a kickoff for the Ravens eighty-four yards. That's three straight touchdowns. Wow. So well, you got it. 
And in this game, we had three straight turnovers, not three straight touchdowns. The three That's straight what, touchdown game's coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope so. It's going to be a, a two pick for six. the Bears, hopefully. No, it's going to be three for the Bears. It's going to be a oh. fields to DJ Moore touchdown. Then it's going to be a uh, fumbled kickoff return for a touchdown for the Bears on the run back. And Jeff, then, by the uh, way, I think we're all sports nerds. <laughs> I think we are. If you follow sports closely, we're all nerds. We're all sports nerds. Let me get to Courtney. She's, Possibly. She, she's waiting. Um, Courtney Cronin joins us right now. And, 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 Courtney, would you consider us nerds, and would you consider yourself a nerd? <laughs> I think nerd is a really endearing term because we're all passionate about what we do daily, which is cover football. And I like to nerd out sometimes, you know, yes. get real technical about things because you want to understand it. Like, you know, if you're a nerd, you want to know the intricate details on stuff. So, yeah, if that, if that makes me a nerd, then I'm all for it. Yes. Like, Courtney did a great job uh, when uh, the Ngakwe signing, talking about the cross chop. I thought oh. that was excellent have, have work you, by like, you. You know why, like Courtney? He put on a clinic. in the, like, So yeah. I covered him in Minnesota, and I remember – he was there for six games, and he finished as, like, the sack leader that year. So that should tell you about the state of the pass rush in 2021. But um, it's, it's remarkable how many guys across the league, when you ask them about you know, certain pass rush moves, who do you watch, who do you try to emulate, and that one always comes across. So I remember talking with Andre Patterson, who was the Bears' D, excuse me, the Vikings D-line coach the years that I covered the team, about – like the like the technicality of that move and why it is so difficult versus other pass rush moves, swim moves, bull rush, whatever you, whatever else there is. Like that one is it's just like lethal, and he's so good at it. So it's like I'm fascinated. I can't. I was really hoping we would have seen a little bit more of it in practice today, but I know it's coming, so it's exciting. Courtney, there was something that you tweeted, and we've been in Peoria and we've been uh, talking to the great people here. Um, so we have not really been in tune with what went on today. There was a tweet that you sent out that I found very interesting from Matt Eberflus, and I'll read it to you, and you tell me what this means. It says, Eberflus on if Fields will play versus Colts. Quote, we'll see. I certainly want to see him get more action at some point, but we'll see where it goes with that. Are they thinking about not having him play against the Colts? I didn't get that vibe. I think that the two days that they're going to have in joint practices, which will allow them, they're going to meet with the Colts coaches tomorrow night before practice on Wednesday night and go over which matchups do you want to see, what do you want the tempo to be, are there different cadences that you're going to practice, all of the things that go into – hey, my team needs to get work here. Shane Sykin, where does your team need to get work? What do you want to see? And so I know that Fields is a first-team offense. When they're going to be going up against the pass rush of the Colts, they'll get that work Wednesday and Thursday, but they also will probably end up seeing, I would imagine it's going to be similar to what we saw against Tennessee. The vibe that I got from Eberflus, because he was asked before that about Unique and Gakwe, and you know, six, seven years into this, you evaluate guys like that and whether they need uh, preseason reps differently than you do younger players. Fields is still a young player. So I would imagine that we'll see him unless something happens in, in you know, the, the practices where they're like, nah, he's had enough. Like, let's just, you know, put him on ice for this game. He played all three preseason games last year. I would imagine we're going to see him out in this one 
maybe, I mean, we don't know the snaps yet, but like coming off of the joint practice, I bet it would probably be about the same as we saw against Tennessee. Courtney, what was the talk at practice today? Was there some residual from the uh, Titans game that the coaching staff was talking about, or have they already moved on? Yeah, I mean, I think there's still the storylines that we're following. I mean, Tyreek Stevenson is really turning some heads, and it's important, too, because now's his time with Terrell Smith uh, dealing with an injury. Like, you got to take your reps and make the most of them when you have them. And I actually I sat down with him after practice to talk about kind of the first three weeks of training camp for him and what that's meant based on what we saw from the game and also what we're seeing in practice. And these matchups that they're intentionally putting together where he's going against DJ Moore, if you look at him week, you know, week one of training camp, practice one of training camp to where he is now, it's almost night and day. And so the progress you're seeing from the rookies, the progress you're seeing from the pass rush, too. I know eight sacks, yes, some of those were, you know, third-string guys, even guys below them who probably won't make the active roster. But there's, there's a lot of positives there that I think the Bears want to hold on to and build on. But also, too, with the offense, I mean, when, during the two-minute drill today, they failed to score. I mean, I think – I don't have my notes right in front of me. I know the first one was starting at – they were both in the red zone. There was um, – 35 seconds on the clock, I believe, and Fields had three passes and then a couple incompletions, and they failed to score. And then they did, you know, kind of a shot play. It was a third and 15, and only a couple seconds left, and they had to get, you know, the fourth down. They didn't get it. They ran it again at pretty much walk-through speed and didn't get it. So there's still, it shows you, there's still some operational things within this offense that they need to hone in on and work on. But, I, I, I mean, it's there really were no like net negatives coming out of this preseason game. I think they felt pretty confident about part of the operation that they got in and out uh, of on offense and then going forward what it means for this team as they prep for Indy in another preseason game. You know, hey, Courtney, with Dante Pettis being back at practice, did they address the punt returning situation at all after the uh, mistake by Bayless Jones? Junior. So Pettis, Pettis was back there on punt return today. We were indoors, so of course that's a little bit more difficult. But he was back there, as was Isaiah Ford. So I, I, you know, Pettis on punt return is probably his key to getting on the roster and getting that final wide receiver spot because you know we know the top three. We know Equinemius St. Brown has a has a role in this offense, and they like him for his blocking. And then of course Tyler Scott. But between Bayless Jones and Dante Pettis that might be one of the bigger battles that we see coming out of this Colts week in with the joint practices in the game because getting Pettis on punt return whenever, you know, he's ready to be up to up to speed, full speed in this offense, it, that's going to determine his role he has as a wide receiver but also on special teams. Hey, Courtney, it's Jeff. Uh, how about injured players? Uh, anybody back? Well, Nate Davis is back, and I don't really know how back he is because they're in shells today. I believe we've seen him practice three times in camp. It was that Saturday, I believe the 30th or the 29th of July. He was back last Tuesday and then back today. He said he didn't, he didn't want to get into specifics. He said respectfully, I think it was five or six times, that he didn't want to talk about the past, that he's out there now and that he'll be ready to go when the coaches want him out there. But it's one to watch because – Jatari Carter's getting all of those reps at right guard, and that's important growth for him. But that means that he, the reason he's there is because Nate Davis isn't there. 
Lucas Patrick is, is hurt too. So it's, it's an interesting one to keep an eye on. I know that we talked about this in the Chicago Bears podcast. Like, what's, what level of alarm are you hitting on this? And I think that it's, you know, it's good to see him back out there, but he didn't do anything today outside of individuals and stretching. Like, they've got to get him up to speed because you just acquired this guy to fill that void on the right side of the line, and you haven't seen him. So hopefully whatever it is, I mean, he would not go into any specifics about it, but of all the injured guys, he was one that we were looking at that was actually back out there. Courtney Cronin joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. It's Waddle and Sylvie Thayer and Joniak are with us. We're broadcasting from Peoria. And, Courtney, what you were just saying is interesting because, you know, he's a veteran, and if it's no big deal and if he, like, just uh, rolled an ankle or if he's having a calf problem or something like that, why not just say, look, I tweaked tweaked the calf or uh, my ankle hasn't been fit. Like, why the secrecy? I don't – this, this all just seems odd from the moment he signed to not yeah. participating in any of this to now him covering and, and not wanting to discuss any of this now. I mean, we know how the staff here handles injuries, and that's their prerogative. Like other teams, like the San Francisco 49ers and Los Angeles Rams, they come out with their laundry list like before the media even sits down to have a press conference. That's not how the Bears want to handle it. I you know, I've dealt with coaches who do both, but mostly coaches who are on the side of, like, we're going to hold it until we have to reveal an injury report the Wednesday of week one. So, yeah, I just, I go back to the off season. It's weird. Like, and, I, and anybody who says, that, like, this is nothing to see, a guy signs a 30, three-year, $30 million contract, he doesn't show up for off season, most of the off-season program. That's bizarre. You don't typically see that happen. And then, of course... There's a concern if it's like, okay, is it a recurring soft tissue thing? Matt Eberflus again said today that there's no change in any of the statuses. Like nothing's becoming worse at this point than the week to week or the day to day. So that's one, like, I mean, you hope if if he's able to, I mean, he's back out there. He sounded like he was ready to go, but it's going to be the discretion of the coaches that determine when he can go. But he's got to get in pads. As far as I can tell, we haven't seen him in pads because that late July day, they weren't in pads yet. Last week on Tuesday, they were in shells, and today they were in shells. So to see him go at full pads, that'll be a first. And I think you want to tell, uh, be able to tell, like, where he's at in whatever he's coming back from and whether he's going to be on track to go week one. Courtney, was Claypool back on the field today, or is there any update on when to expect him back? No, he's not. So we know that he pulled his hamstring last week. I would imagine because that was, you know, August 8th or 9th, I believe. I would imagine they're going to go, you know, go slowly with that one because soft tissue injuries, if you re-injure them, they can linger. Um, I'll be curious to see, you know, what work he gets done. But he wasn't, I mean, he was, he was not uh, in shells or anything today. He didn't participate in anything. Courtney Cronin joining us, Waddle and Sylvie with Joniak and Thayer. Uh, On a positive note, and and something that Joniak really hit on earlier, about the love of young players for Eberflus. And another thing you tweeted, Courtney, is they used Roshan Johnson in some, uh, uh, I think, uh, 11-on-11 goal line today with the first team, correct? Yes. So he was in – I saw him in there in, you know – Inside, it was at the start of red zone period, towards the end of practice, and then he was in there during the two-minute drill. So two reps for him with the first-team offense, I think that shows you kind of 
basing it on what Matt Eberflus said on Sunday. They love the way that he runs. He runs really hard, and they drafted him for a reason. He's playing his way into reps that, you know, clearly the coaching staff feels he deserves. It's not a whole ton just yet, but maybe two weeks from now it's a different story. I think this was the trajectory that the coaching staff had planned for him when they, you know, got him in, were able to assess where Deontay Foreman and, and Khalil Herbert were and are, and that would be ahead of where Roshan Johnson is right now. But I do think it's important to point out, hey, he is getting that first team work. And at some point, I mean, it's not just that he's out there as a decoy. He's getting the ball. He's toting the rock. And that's, that's what they expect from him. We know that his impact is probably early on going to be on special teams. But, you know, every anytime I have a fantasy prediction that I have to write about or anything like that, that's why I put that Roshan Johnson will probably be starting at running back sooner rather than later because they didn't draft him as a fourth-round pick to have him sit on ice for an entire season. He's a very talented player. And pass protection might be the deciding line between him and some other guys in that backfield. Well, that's funny, too, because some of the Nationals who've come in and they, they are pulling me aside saying, what, what is all this about? Roshan Johnson? Really? I said, hey, yeah, just go watch him. Watch him at Family Fest. He was knocking guys on their back, even though you're not tackling. <laughs> and uh, he, his first snap was a slithery three-tackle break run. And uh, the guy loves contact, and uh, he runs hard so we'll see where that goes and i i know tom thinks the world of him as a pass protector already just from what you saw yeah you know according that doesn't surprise me that he's in a two-minute drill because one thing that i recognized early in training camp that of any young running back that comes aboard in the nfl one of the things they have to work out is the fundamentals and the techniques of pass blocking ability Roshan Johnson has shown me that he has those types of skills of a multi-year type of player. So when you talk about him in being in two-minute, you're going to have to have those pass-blocking responsibilities in order to do everything that's required of him. Yeah, and we know that that was an area where they struggled last year with the running game. And if you're, you're thinking about how this offense is going to look, you're going to be trying. You're trying to have Justin Fields more comfortable in passing situations. I thought it was great on Saturday what we saw, like the dump off to Khalil Herbert and the screen to D- to DJ Moore. Like take your gimmies, take your layups, and yep. use that to stress a defense to make them impatient, as what Fields said. And then you can take your deep shots. But in order to do that, it's not just you know your five offensive linemen and a tight end that you know might be chipping. That's not all that you need to protect a quarterback. I think having running backs who can, you know, handle a blitz pickup and handle, uh, you know, assisting on a block and pass protection, that's one of the main assets that Roshan Johnson and some of the coaches that I've spoken with from his past at Texas, that's where he really stands out. He doesn't shy away from that contact. And in, like, addition to that, I mean, he runs through contact. He's a really powerful runner, and we got to see a little bit of that in the third quarter the other day, which I thought was important to their evaluation of him and, you know, kind of where he's coming as a running back. Uh, Courtney, anything else that we need to know that we missed? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what these joint practices look like. Andrew Billings talked about it. You don't want fights. You don't want any, you know, any sort of disruptions in that way, but it's, you know, some of those things can bring your team together. I, I do. I know that in other places I've covered uh, NFL teams, they typically have their leadership council come together with the other team's leadership council and have, you know, that come to Jesus meeting about trying to keep practice clean. But we'll see. I mean, both, you know, 
Chris Ballard and Ryan Poles have history dating back to their Kansas City days. Matt Eberflus, this is his former team. This is Unique and Gakwe's former team. So it'll be cool to see what the format of the practices are going to be like the next couple of days when we get down to Indy. It was uh, great stuff. Great work uh, last week all over uh, TV, too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Courtney. Courtney Cronin uh, doing great work back at uh, Bears practice, and she'll be covering all uh, the Colts stuff. Yeah, she deserves a round of applause. You guys will be down there, too, in Indy, correct? Yeah, leaving tomorrow. At least I am. Uh, Separate rooms, or you guys, will you guys bunk up? Jeff, go Will you guys bunk up in the same hotel room? Not a chance. No? Have you guys Tom, ever I'm an sh- adult, man. There's no way I'm okay, sharing space. Well, have mean, you guys like, ever? Sh- we'd kill each other. No. Jeff goes on the team flight. I go on my car. So I don't, you know. <laughs> don't make it seem like this is some uh, What develop- do you mean? Are Hold they on. flying down to Indy? Yeah. Yes. What do you think they're doing? I thought this is a three-hour bus ride. I thought they may just take the bus. I don't know. Might take, take a, a bus when you could fly. They should. This is uh, an NFL bill for comfort. It, it takes you four hours to fly to well, Indy, but it takes say. you two and a half hours right. to drive. It's a two and three hour drive. You're going to spend more Listen, time traveling. Flying all these than you years, are Tom has been on the preseason flights. Moi has not. No, the, the, that's the way it's been. Let's not even try to make it sound any different than that. What do you but, mean? So you usually drive? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I, I usually fly my own way. Tom was always on the team private, flights. Private jet for Jeff. No, never oh. had a private jet. Yeah. If anybody's willing to offer, oh, really? I'm interested. Yeah, you're begging for a no, private jet? Is that what you're doing? I am. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a private <laughs> jet anywhere. It's, it's Jeff, the only way to fly. Jeff's the type of guy, so we go to the broadcast, drink coffee all day, drink coffee during the broadcast. He thinks that he can go back to the hotel room and sleep. I get in my car and I drive right home, whether it's from Tennessee or Indianapolis. And I try to get Jeff to drive. I'm not driving with you i gotta take the flight home i gotta you i gotta get some sleep nah, and, i just i i have it's gonna allow me to get some work done so That's wait it. a second so for plus a, you're a, not going till wednesday now i am gonna go wednesday yeah, mid-morning so. they don't practice until six o'clock but but when, i know when there's they, other things we gotta do had they played the titans <laughs> i got the responsibility would you have driven shows. uh-huh you would have driven if that game was in nashville yeah. not at downtown Chicago. That's eight hours driving yeah. that we did it we've once. did it we've done it once yeah we did it we um, certainly did and then i you know you just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow no it's funny, even coming up here, a little Z will know. I mean, you know, Tom's got thoughts on he's 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 a he's a front passenger. Yeah, he's a thinking he's, man. He's he, a thinking he, man. He, okay, we tried to explain. He wanted to know why little Z was constantly moving from the right to the left, but back to the right lane. Why are you doing that? Like he, when you're driving he, zigzag. Like, not no zigzag. It's, it's, Tom, it's film study. Tom sits in the left lane and doesn't move. Right now, even though we know that's not legal. Four you, miles above it, the speed limit and just hit wait the Wait a second. Oh, wait a passing. second. Wait a That's second. You're you a slow passing. driver in the left lane? No, I'm 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 just going a little a little bit above the speed limit. The left lane is for passing. Exactly. Nah, whatever. You can move <laughs> you know, over. I, but uh, you know, you we've been talking on the show and you guys seem like you have a lot of conversation and the car right here. Sure. Jeff's just in the back seat pecking away at he his does computer. Some of that too. You had little and I, in the front I'm seat. Also and planning I planning yeah. the show out. Yeah. Yeah, but. some you know. Just trying to get ready. It's a partnership here. It is a partnership, Tom. And Tom? (laughs) The good, the bad, the dirty. Maybe we'll bring up more of these dirty stories. Uh, We're broadcasting live from Peoria. Did you know that the region recently launched a movement called Choose Greater Peoria? 
Uh, it is absolutely awesome. It is intended to bring attention to the low cost of living, employment opportunities available, and boundless amenities and assets all over the area. I was talking to some of the people here in Peoria before the show, and this place is fantastic. Come on out to Peoria. We have and we love it, and we are glad to partner with the greater Peoria area and talk some Bears football for the day and for the year. With, with Joniak and Thayer, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. It's Bears Monday on ESPN Chicago. Here comes the ball. ball. Waddle and Sylvia are live from the riverfront in Peoria, celebrating a weekend win in the first preseason game of the 2023 season. Check out the live broadcast on Twitch. The good. It's gone! Oh my God! The bad. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. And the dirty. I've got my mask. Wow, so many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. It's a little something we like to call the good, the bad, the dirty. It's brought to you by our great friends and partners at Finishing Chicago. Jeff and Tom, this is when we go around the room and uh, we pick one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing that we perceive as dirty. That could mean dirty good, dirty bad. You make your choice. And... um, and pick something out. It could be something sports. It could be something that you experienced on your drive here. Like we've been oh, in and out the weekend. I thought it was the weekend, you said. It is the weekend. It's still the weekend. It is? Until the show's over tonight. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I we'll, did we'll not count realize it. that. We'll count it. it could be today. Well, yeah, it could be from the weekend. Getting to hang out and with you two is like a weekend event. Look, we look at it as... It doesn't have to be sports. The weekend no, doesn't end good. until the show starts. Right. That's that's the way we look at our weekend. Yeah, so it could have happened. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. That's, that's so, fair and accurate. So uh, we'll let Waddle start this off. You guys can kind of... See how this thing is done. Watch a true pro do it like Waddle. My good, my wife and I and my mother-in-law went to the movie theater this weekend and saw Oppenheimer. Spectacular. Good movie. Very long. So just be patient. But all of the, uh, all that you've heard and all the good reviews are, are very true. It was an excellent movie. Very educational. Well told. And I believe that it was very well cast as well. You're the first. Two thumbs up. You're the first I've person. Heard that. You're the first person, though, that I've heard about the length. Yeah, like, three hours Many people is a long have time. said that it's long, but it doesn't feel long. You're the first person to point that out. It's probably because, personally, I was fidgeting in my seat because my hips go to sleep. Like, I have bad hips, so I'm constantly doing this, and I'm doing that, and I'm doing this. It's because you played football. No, it's just because, I mean, my wife didn't play football. She's had a hip replaced. You're I like, played football, and I didn't have hips replaced. You're like my dog, Ernie. He's got a bad disc, so he's got bad <laughs> rear hips. Yeah, yeah. I like to Poor clean. Guy. I like to clean myself, and I've got an unending appetite. Oh, it's there. We always say that he's like a dog because yeah. if you take out a ball right now, he will go and chase it. I will. He's loyal, man. He's yeah. loyal. Yeah. I just want a ball game. I just want to play. It's so play, Tom. Do you do all three of your choices, or no? Do you, we'll no. go. We'll go around now. Everyone gives their good. So you, I, I, my good is Demar Hamlin. Playing back on the field, you know, after what he one. went through, because football, uh, there's a lot of conversations about football and how bad it is. But I think this is evidence of football and how it can be good. So, look yeah. at how shallow and petty I am. My good was Oppenheimer. That's Tom actually had a really good. I one. can't even think of the last movie I've been to at a movie. Theater. Oppenheimer's the, the first one I've time. seen. I oh, think I it thought forever. it was Barbie. You said you saw. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see Ken. <laughs> 
So I'm going, my good is, my good is, is going to sound like, you know, front running here. But no, the job done to get us on the air for the first broadcast well done, with ESPN Jeff. and Good Karma Brands. Everything that goes into it, I know what goes into oh, it for having done it all these years. No, I'm right. telling you, it's the truth. Oh my God. It's the truth. It's the truth. That was the good because did we not say... Hey, we don't know how this is going to work out. I didn't say that. Yes, I knew they were going to do. I knew that they were going to do above the board job. No, just pulling all these moving parts together. Job well done. Good. Uh, so uh, Thayer goes uh, with, with Demar Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, Joniak goes with uh, uh, Good Karma Brands. The giant and, and kiss. Italy, just like Give with Waddle, I am going to go into the entertainment realm of things. Winning time was outstanding. Yes, this week. it was good. Uh, after the first episode Wait, was a is little that that slower. Laker thing? No, winning, winning. Yeah, the, the Laker. Laker thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just a one little season. No? Season two is back. There's based more. on the okay. book. This is this is I don't now know where this. the falling out happens between Paul Westhead and Magic Johnson, hmm. and when they get eliminated okay. by the Houston Rockets in a three game series, and then you start to see where Pat Riley maybe is going to take over. It was so good. The second episode, I absolutely loved it, and I love the series. And you got more Jerry Rest. West ranting yeah, over the red ass, deadline. Little red-ass Jerry Listen, West. did we know before that, because I only saw parts of the first season. That Jerry West was crazy. I never knew this. Well, I Ahead think, of time. I, 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 I did. Th- did you? I think they made a lot of it He's up, He's the too. logo. See, yeah. that's the one thing about this series. I think it's a little too contrived. Well, so what? Okay. Well, so what? I'm just telling you. What Wait till we tell the Joniak story. <laughs> Coming to a television theater near you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you got, Tyler? What's your good? My good from the weekend, I'm going to go with the Cubs and what they did, taking two of three from Toronto. Yes. This was one of the toughest and most important stretches of baseball, wow, and they took eight of 13 during that stretch. So the Cubs are my good from the weekend. We thought they would come back down to earth during this uh, stretch, but, yeah, they did well. I Except said if you, could, if you could hover around 500 during this, and going eight and five was fantastic. Yeah. Meller, what's your good? My good, it must be something about the name Jeff, boys, because uh, I had a similar thought process to Jeff Joniex. It was so good on Saturday to hear this on ESPN 1000. That's going to be a fade to black moment. <laughs> Love to hear a Bears game wrapping up on ESPN 1000 with a victory and a Jeff Joniak fade to black moment. How about Sounds that? good. Nice. Sounds good. Defensive plays finish the game. You're getting a fade to black. Yes, you are. But my got Barrington Wade from Now's North. I actually right, right. Am I allowed to say it? Yeah, no, yeah. of course you yeah, are. What I do mean, you mean? Are you allowed to? Say well, it is legal. I just, but I went there to punch me. I bet what? on the Bears, given three and a half. You did? I did. Yeah. <laughs> you gambled on preseason football. I bet ten dollars, oh. ten bucks. Oh, not a big. That's that's as much as I gamble. Like ten bucks is a. He wasn't big bet laying a Mickelson bet over there. This wasn't no, a no, play no, bet. Right. No, I just figured like you know we were we, our, our guys were going to come out. and and take care of business, and they did. That's a two-unit play. Thanks to that last. You. Yeah, it's a two-unit play. That could have been right. your good. That's true. Right. Could have been. Taking but money. Oppenheimer was my good. <laughs> What's your bad? My bad is going to be scoffed at by you and 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 uh, and Tyler. Jamison Tyon was bad. Like I mean, he's been really really good, but three innings, eight hits, eight earned runs, and an opportunity really to to sweep a a Blue Jays team where it is very difficult to play. And unfortunately, the White Sox were gagging. You know their series to the Brewers, so the Cubs played exceptionally well in Toronto and still lost distance. On Why the would they scoff at that? It I don't know. Bad. I mean, yeah, it was he was. Bad. He was. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. He was bad. Fair. You're bad. 
um, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but to me, the bad is the yeah. Maui wildfires. I was going to say the same um, thing. You know, you I have, I've been living out there since 1986, and the people that have lost their homes and every single thing they own, they live check to check out there. They are the working part of that island. So if anybody ever goes out and researches something to take a look at and maybe help figure out. out a way to help them out, you know that's the way and, worthy cause. And I, since we've been doing this show, I've gotten three texts from people out there that are either just getting electricity, just being able to make a cell uh, text for the first time since it happened, and uh, there's a lot worse things out there. So yeah, well yeah. said. Yeah, uh, I was going to say the same thing because say you it. see the videos of certain situations that people were in. It's mortifying. It is. Uh, utter devastation that you can't really comprehend and it was so swift and not able to counter react yeah. whatever might be coming and you know just i was there once with tom years ago my kids were younger they still say it's the best vacation they ever had being down there they in the banyan tree which is my kids remember that stuff so they were uh shook up about it too so that's that's nature we got lives involved here so yeah that yeah. definitely is uh, the bad thinking about everyone down there for sure um now i feel terrible when i'm just bringing no up. no i just no, 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 keep it shallow yeah. sylvie keep yourself shallow <laughs> keep like, it shallow can can the white Sox like maybe win a game like i mean like one game and help the cubs out and Beat the Brewers once? No, they like can't. One time with no. Dylan, like Dylan Cease. I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of excitement as they scored what three or four runs in the bottom of the ninth, down seven zip. I mean, like I'm selling my soul on Friday, saying let's go White Sox, and they don't come through for me one time the entire weekend. Uh, well, the question is, what have you done for them lately? Not much. Rip okay, their right rip that. their ass daily <laughs> on the air. I like Sunday. I uh, held them accountable, Jeff. Sunday, I did a, another bad thing. Is I I bet the uh, I had the the, the parlay, Chicago parlay, the Chicago parlay of the Cubs and the White Sox. That was a, the worst parlay they of the both, day. They both got boat Ooh, raced. Boy, that's bad. Do you, do you think if you guys played in college these days that you'd make it through your four years or you'd get suspended for betting? Or no, oh, no, no, no. I didn't have a better. nickel no, in college. No, no, I know. Play by the rules. Hopkins, just because it's, you know, it's been stories of the past couple weeks. No. Everyone had a bookie back then, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to track it. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what's your bad? My bad. So I was actually at that White Sox and Brewers game on Saturday. Brewers Why? fan. Were you uh, rooting for the Sox? I was rooting for the Sox. Oh, yeah. Um, Brewers fan. White Sox Weekly. <laughs> Brewers oh, fan. No. Caught a ball, took his shirt off, and stuck the ball in his pants. Like that's a that, quality that, move. That's, 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 that's the essence that is of Milwaukee. Not, that is not division-winning behavior right it's there. Called they lost. That's, that's called the Milwaukee. <laughs> they, they lost the division on that one move right Wait, there. Wait, what, what did he do? He caught a ball. Took his shirt off and stuffs the ball in his pants. It's called the Milwaukee. It's a move. Oh, I don't get it. There Why? were kids in the area. Exactly. I don't get it either. There were kids in the area. Wouldn't give it to a kid. No, just stuffs it in his pants. Is that why he's like, oh, now kids, you want now the you ball? Want the, yeah. You know, like kind of like when you take a bite out of a piece of food like you used to do in grammar school. Yeah. Did you guys used to spit on food? So no, no, no. No, 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 no. Okay, now I got to clear this up. Mike Fry. Used to get tater tots every day when he would buy his lunch. We were in grade school. We were in third or fourth grade. And some of the bullies would eat his, he'd, he'd, he'd get his lunch, 
put his lunch down on the tray table or on the lunch table, and then he, the milk line was a different line, so he had to go up and buy his milk. Well, when he would lay his tray down and go up to get his milk, a lot of the bullies would eat his tater tots. I, Not me. I don't like bullies. So after a while, he got wise to it, and he would bring his, his tray of food down. He'd place it down. he spit all over his tater tots <laughs> so that nobody would eat his tots, and he'd come buy his milk. No, everybody quit eating his tater tots. That's what the Brewers fan did. He, yeah. he, he basically spit on his baseball by putting <laughs> it down his pants. Yeah, it's called the Brewer. It's called the Milwaukee. <laughs> That's how they do it. It's a move. That's a dirty. It's a move. You're dirty too. I mean, what's what, uh, Meller? What's your bat? My bad, boys. Is the unfortunately timed Tampa Bay Rays giveaway yesterday? They had the Wander Franco snapback hat that they were handing out to fans who were 14 years old and under. Amidst the day when the Tampa Bay Rays are putting Wander Franco on the restricted list amid a Major League Baseball investigation into his personal life with a relationship with a girl from the Dominican Republic. Mm, wow, that is some timing. Mm. All right, let's get to uh, the dirties coming up right now. It is your chance to win some fantasy, uh, I'm sorry, some football fest tickets. Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. That is the place to buy your tickets if you don't win here. We're giving away uh, tickets every hour. HardRockCasinoNorthernIndiana.com or Ticketmaster. <laughs> Tickets are still on sale. You can see Joniak and Thayer there. This is their inaugural football fest event. So make them feel welcome. They make sure you buy your tickets. Uh, Adam Schefter is returning. So is Field Yates. Barstool Big Cat is returning to his first football fest in years. It is a great guest list. Uh, J-Mac will be there as well. All your favorites at ESPN 1000. Right now, 312-332-3776. Car 49 will win Football Fest tickets. And, uh, again, we're uh, broadcasting live in Peoria. We're having a great time with the great people of Peoria. We will get to our dirties next. This is Waddle and Sylvie in Peoria on Chicago's home for sports and the new home of the Chicago Bears. Listen on the app in HD at 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000. We're continuing the good, the bad, the dirty live from Peoria. Waddle, what's your uh, dirty? It's uh, whatever you want, uh, uh, how you perceive dirty. I, uh, I mentioned this earlier in Crosstalk with Carmen and the good kid. If you watched the FedEx Open yesterday, Lucas Glover, he won again, right, Tyler? Yeah, he won. For consecutive yeah. weeks. Great guy, great story. He's 44 years old, I think. He's the swampiest cat on tour. Like, if you saw him on the back nine of that tournament, he was drenched front and back from his knees up to his belt. Like, through the pants? Through the pants. It looked like he wet his pants? It looked like he did everything in his pants. Wow. Like, he needed dude wipes or a towel or a shower. No, like, it wasn't a color, was it? No, 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 no. He didn't poop himself. But he sweat through everything. Like, I felt so bad for him. Was that in, where is that, in Tennessee? The FedEx? Yeah. Yeah. Memphis? Yeah. Memphis, yeah. Yeah. It was soupy down there. It was really gross looking, wasn't it, Tyler? Oh, yeah. Dew wipes is for number two, though. Yeah, I think he could have used them, cleaned himself up a little bit. Just let him wear shorts. Yes. Like, that's the the fix. Let him wear shorts. Or, or, you know what, I don't know why he's not wearing the golf pants that actually breathe. 
either. Maybe he's maybe his maybe sweat just work. overcomes that. You could have used that in the NFL, right? Oh man, you were, I'm a, I'm the most profusely sweating guy he, ever. A sweater from way back. You know, it's funny. My dirty comes from that same tournament, but it's day one, and it's kind of a double indictment to John Rom because he had white pants on and his oh. pants were so dirty from from striking the ball. <laughs> yeah, but then because it was wet. I mean, yes. Yeah, and he doesn't hide his lips. When he says a lot of, you know... Dirty words? Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, he's going double dirty from the ankles on up and from the neck on up That's also. Perfect. And so... John Romp, dirty. Right. Uh, my dirty is uh, from leaving Soldier Field on Saturday afternoon, hitting 55, taking the Stevenson. I was on the phone with Tom, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere... This is one of my pet peeves, and anybody out here, any, any motorcyclists in the room? Nobody. Okay, well, we're in bumper to bumper, but it's okay that they go right between you, right? And, I oh, mean, it yeah. just took me by yeah. surprise because, frankly, I was ready to turn into a... So, if I hit this guy, it's my fault, right? But there was a big semi behind me, so you can't see him coming. So I was pretty hot. I let it loose on the phone to Tom, and we got into this whole thing. I go, is that legal? He goes, absolutely not. It's not legal, but it happens everywhere, and it's dangerous. That's a dirty move. I don't like it. That's that's a non-good human move. Let me ask you this. You were just with him for six hours at Soldier, and you're on the phone with him? Oh, we got to catch up. Uh, We got to recap. There's things we got to do. Like, you know, listen, here's why. Here's why. It's not like you can say to Tom, after we are finished, he's already packed it out the door. Like, before I'm finishing my thought, he's gone. Oh, really? Oh, he's oh, like, I, don't, I didn't know that. It's like, oh. I've told you this before, folks, on the team, when we, we fly with the team on a regular season game, he is the first, he, somehow he's already on the steps to get on the plane. I'm always at the window, he's on the aisle, so I, now he's got to get up, because he's always on, I've never beaten him. 27 years, never happened. We get at the bu- we get on the bus to the team hotel. They let everybody off. He's off and already in his room. We are waiting in the lobby for all the. Re- I don't know how this happens. He's got a plan. He does. There's an exit he travels strategy. that way as well. Yeah, I got it. And I notice when he puts his suitcase in the bus, he always puts it in the. He tries front. to get it in the front, front. right, right, you and in a way, lying. in a way that nobody piles on top yes. of it somehow. Right. Listen, so it's off first. It's amazing. I've been going on these trips since 1983. If you don't think I've taken anything from it, and then the little Z who gets to the team hotel a little bit before us. He has my room key, so when I get off the bus, he has my room key. It's a handoff. Yeah, it's a you know. Thanks, Z Dog. Yeah, and, and it's like a relay race. He yep. actually does Pass some. Time. I'm not going to get into any more detail other than he's got a plan way in advance of landing in the city we're going about how to navigate the hotel and how to get into his room. I respect that. Yeah. I respect so that. Do I? I mean, yeah. it's a business trip, but, not a but, pleasure but, trip. But, but I tell I you, the, he is out the door at, ha- but, at uh, Soldier Field, when, so you got to catch yeah, up. We so no at, Sol- at Soldier Field, I, I go home, I, I get my iPad, and I'm, I go home, and I start watching the tape of the game and going through my notes and everything. Jeff has to go and Go down into the locker room. I and did. Talk to the players. Talk, and talk to, to the coaches. Catch up with some folks. Linger around and sit there and talk try to, about. Try to exhale a little bit. I don't need to sit in traffic. Either I didn't. I mean, yeah, I, was, I called I him up. I said, "Hey, I go time." He goes, "Where are you at?" I go, "I am at uh, wherever on Stevens." He goes, "I go, where are you at? Where are you? At? How how bad is the traffic?" He goes, 
I'm home, Jeff. I mean, what do you think? I said, how did you do that? I got three dogs to take care of, you know. All these guys are waiting Gosh. for me. Oh, right. Let's continue on the other side here. I'll, you know, my dirty has something to do with the game, but I want more stories from you guys. And we're in Peoria. We'll set the stage for you. If you want to talk about the Bears game and what you saw, 312-332-3776, some update from practice, too. We talked to Courtney. There were some interesting uh, nuggets from practice today. We're live in Peoria. It's Waddle and Sylvie with Joni Akinthayer on ESPN 1000.